Uh, hello, everybody. Um, this is going to be kind of casual. This is uh, Shane Douglas Keene, and I am here with Rich Duncan. Uh, we're both of Ankheist. Um, Laurel is not here for a special reason. Um, what this is, is the first episode in a segment um, we're going to call Unfuck That with Shane Douglas Keene. Um, and what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be reviewing books, making any special announcements that should be made um, or that we want to make, uh, and having periodically guest reviewers on like I have Rich today. And um, that will be Rich, Laurel, uh, authors who are willing, who knows who it might be, other reviewers. Um, but this one... Today is a special one because uh, we've got a couple of things going on. So let's go into announcement phase first. Um, when is it? Next week, August 10th, uh, Laurel Hightower's um, Crossroads is releasing from uh, Off Limits Press. And, and uh, as you'll hear here, because we're going to talk about that book, it's fucking amazing. And you should have already pre-ordered it if you haven't. So, you know. If you haven't, unfuck that. Um, and uh, the other thing is on Sunday at what time, Rich? What? Uh, six, I believe. Yeah. Okay, it's at six, six Eastern. Six Eastern. Uh, there will be a YouTube live event. We'll be having a little launch party with her for that. Um, so, you know, do tune in for that. There'll be more information up on Twitter later that you can look for. It'll be in my feed, Laurel's feed, Rich's feed, God's feed. Um, <laughs> so that's a thing. And then the other thing is to today, as you listen to this, is, believe it or not, the one year anniversary of the first time Laurel Hightower was ever on Ink Heist, um, which blows my fucking mind because that was yesterday but yeah. it's real um i've triple checked it and so happy anniversary laurel uh we love you we're fucking thrilled that you're a part of our team and uh we're gonna do something here that you would never let us do if you were on the show <laughs> so, um so uh God, yeah. a, year, a year, Rich. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Um, like you said, it seems like just yesterday, and I'm pretty sure we've told this on other episodes, but we knew even then, we are like, oh, we have to have her back on. But I think we were even thinking about just asking her to join even then. And, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, shockingly. We talked about it that night after the, yeah. the podcast. We talked about that very thing. Yeah, and shockingly, we uh we didn't scare her away. <laughs> nope, we had her back for a special episode. I think it was New Year's Eve, and then yeah. after that episode, we asked her, I believe, that evening, and she yeah, said, and she said yes, which you know, I mean, a lot of balls on her part. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're glad she did, and today we're going to talk about her and Crossroads. Um, Really, we were introduced to her by Whispers in the Dark, as you all know. Uh, we loved that book. Um, she initially tried to send it to Rich because she thought I was an asshole. Um, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter Shea will confirm that. Um, not really, but uh, but I snagged it anyway. 
Rich and I both read it. We loved it. Um, brought her on, talked to her, and it's a long story short, here we are today talking about Crossroads, which is my favorite work of Laurel's. And yeah. it's an extremely special book for multiple reasons. Uh, so uh, let's get down to that. Um, in a nutshell, you want to tell them what it's about, Rich? Yeah. Um, so basically, without getting, you know, too spoiler or, or bogging you guys down with like, you know, too long of a synopsis, the main the main kind of driving force for this story is, you know, there's a woman named Chris and, you know, she lost her son in an accident. And this story is a heartbreaking look at, you know, the lengths that a parent, in this case, a mother will go through to, you know, try and try and keep that connection with their loved one by any means necessary. Right. Um, and I think, you know, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. There's so much more to it, but we don't want to, you know, spoil it for you guys or, you know, have you guys tune out on us if we give you like too long of a synopsis, which, you know, sometimes I'm guilty of doing. So I wanted to try and avoid that. But um, yeah, like Shane said, this is one of my, this is one of my favorite works of hers too. And, um, you know, I think it might've been the first like shorter thing that she put out there. Right. Yeah. This first novella, actually she, she may have published, uh, short story well she got one accepted with midnight in the pentagram yeah um which isn't out yet but is coming soon i believe uh and that's silver shamrock and then she published one i'm pretty sure on our website and now yeah 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 Yeah. so but i could be totally wrong about that too because i'm no no you no you're right i just i'm i was just thinking of like uh for us because you know we were privileged enough to kind of give an early read to this one yeah yeah and like i was telling you before we started talking i've since read it a total between that time and this most recent time um four times so i would say that i'm probably the world's only existing scholar on crossroads (laughs) the novella um. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I read it. I read it one other time, but it is one of those. It is one of those ones where, you know, especially with being a novella, and you know, we've talked about this on the show a bunch of times about how that's kind of like that perfect format. Um, this is definitely one that I'll see myself going back to, you know, just because of the kind of resonance, you know, it had for me. Um, and two, that's one thing that I kind of want to bring up, you know, before I go into like my personal feelings about the book and kind of, you know, the impact it had on me is that, you know, with it being a novella, which is kind of, you know, a short in and out sort of format, the one thing too, that I wanted to highlight too, and I won't, I don't know if it, uh, you know, I should read the whole line, but kind of she does a great job and she's done this with other stuff that we've read too. the opening line to the, to the novella crossroads, you know, it's such a gripping, it's such a gripping opener and you know, it already, you're already kind of dropped right in there into this heavy grief and kind of, you know, the, 
kind of high personal stakes in the story, like right off the bat. And I think it might even be, you know, we said this is our favorite work of hers. This might even be my favorite opening line. There, Shane? Did I lose you? Oh, yes, you did. Sorry, that was my <laughs> microphone flaw. Laurel, that no was worries. in honor of your anniversary. <laughs> I just had a conversation with my silent microphone. Um, it was understanding. I hope the rest of you are. Uh, so, yeah, the first line, man, I would agree with you, is uh, probably one of my favorite lines in the history of genre fiction, um, with the exception, possibly, sorry, Laurel, of Joe Lansdale's The Thicket which literally tells you everything that's going to happen in the book and then makes you want to read it anyway. Um, yeah. But this one, um, do you want me to read it, Rich? We can read it. Laurel will give us permission after the fact, huh, Laurel? Um, yeah. The yeah, first I can... line. You want to? Yeah, yeah. sure. I, I, I only didn't because I didn't know if we could. But, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it because I, uh, I actually, I actually uh, wrote it down. Um, or actually, I didn't. My, my apologies. I started to. <laughs> I thought I had the whole thing here, but um, I have it here. I think I think the first one uh, is the first time Chris buried a part of herself by her son's roadside cross. It was an accident. Exactly. But that yeah. could be wrong. Okay. No, that's it. <laughs> I just forgot the uh, period there. But yeah, that that line right there automatically you know you're just it just grabs you because you're like you know holy shit you know like why you know like why like what does this mean like what she buried a part of herself like what what exactly is chris trying to do here and like right away i was hooked yeah i was too i mean because really the image that i got reading that um you know the first time chris buried a part of herself and then the next phrase by her son's roadside cross and it's like okay so her son's roadside cross that's the bigger part of herself that she buried is that child that she yeah she bore and raised um to a young man so i mean it's yeah there's multiple metaphors going on there that are just beautiful and really engaging when you think about it after the fact but so, yeah, I agree with you. Grabbed me and said, you're going to read this fucker whether you want to or not. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even kind of on a whole. And, you know, when I when I read that line and even when I when I read the entire novella and, you know, I know I'm kind of jumping around, but these things are casual, as he said, um, you know, I got kind of goosebumps reading that and then. Like, there's multiple times throughout reading this novella where that same, I had that same feeling where I would just kind of like set it down for a minute and be like, holy shit, like, this is so, this is so good. And it's, it's, it's the way that she kind of raises the stakes, you know, throughout the novella, you know, kind of slowly and like explores those feelings. Like that is like one of my favorite types of horror and she just knocked it out of the park. Like right. she, she taps into so many 
different emotions throughout the course of this. You know, yeah, there's a lot of grief and, you know, a lot of, you know, exploring, like, Chris's inner emotions. And, like, a lot of people, like, we kind of touched on this, um, you know, in some of our other episodes where people be like, you know, what is horror? It doesn't necessarily have to be scary, um, like, the themes and feelings of grief in this story. You know, that's definitely horror. But for those people who might be like, eh, well, I'm not kind of into the whole emotional thing, she does a brilliant job of, you know, taking that emotional horror, and there is some, there is some truly horrifying, like, if you, if even if you want to just say, like, traditional, you know, kind of horror elements, she knocks those out of the park, too. Just everything yeah. about it and the way she meshes them together, it it's just a really engaging story. And I think that's one of the reasons why it sticks with me so much. Yeah. And it's, um, it's kind of the, I think the reason the story has a huge impact. Um, and I won't say a lot about her personally because that's her business. Uh, she can tell her own story, <laughs> but, um, if you were to ask Laurel, and I know this, this is not speculation, if you were to ask her, what is the single most important thing to you in the, in the entire world? Um, she's going to tell you it's her son. Um, I know that for a fact, bar none. Um, and the second thing that's going to occur, I mean, if you were to ask her, what wouldn't you do for your son? Um, the answer to that qu question would be absolutely nothing. I would parallels um, from her own heart. And it feeds the emotion to that book that the reader experiences um, and you feel it. Uh, as it comes together, it starts building up beyond despair and into dread. And before it gets before it's completely done, it goes straight into nightmare territory, not only for yeah. a parent but for anybody who uh who for anybody who actually has human emotion this book is at some point going to scare the hell out of you but uh yeah when it comes down to the end of it it's also going to break your heart um and i mean that in the best of ways this is uh just a massively, massively wonderful story. Um, I was engaged the fourth time as I was the first time, um, maybe more so. And uh, um, oh, by the way, thank you to Sam Kolyesnik for sneaking me the final arc on that. Um, that is what I just recently read. Pretty much the same, but loved it anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you're talking about, there's some little, this is a minor, minor spoiler, and it's something she tells you really early on, because I've been mm -hmm. thinking about this all week, this, this episode that we're doing here, this segment, um, we're ramping up to Laurel's anniversary, you know, this Thursday, which is when you're listening to this, hopefully, um, and at the core of this what something that's really, really, really shaking Chris up is that the anniversary of her son's death is coming up. Um, it's impending for a good portion of the book, you know, 
Um, and it's like a pall that hangs over her, you know. And for us, I mean, it's been the same thing with Laurel's anniversary. It's like a pall that hangs over us for fuck's sake. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it just kind of adds adds this uh, almost oppressive feel to the story. You know, you can feel the emotion. Um, you can feel the weight of the of the theme. Um, and I don't know if I'm making any fucking sense at all, but yeah, I love this story, man. Yeah, no, it, it makes perfect sense because, you know, it's almost like, you know, traditionally when, you know, people think of anniversaries, you know, more times than not, I would say people think of them as joyous things, you know, like, oh, my wedding anniversary or, you know, an anniversary of a special event. But in this case, it kind of flips it into something that's a lot heavier. And I feel like by using that kind of framework, you know, the impending anniversary, it just kind of ups the emotional stakes and the investment for the reader in this story because, you know, obviously the loss of a child is, you know, one of the most terrifying things a parent can experience. And... In this case, you know, the anniversary, you know, it kind of ups ups that emotional stakes and kind of influences, you know, the character's mind in that right. that's something you'll never forget. And instead and that, of something joyous, you know that you've got every time it comes, it looms over you because, you know, yeah. it's constantly reminding you of that grief. It's your child. You're always going to remember their birthday. And if they die, you're always going to remember that day, too. It's unavoidable. Yeah. Um, and what makes it, I agree with you on that, what makes it even really, really ups the stakes is that with an anniversary of a, of a tragic event like that, even the people around you who don't normally obsess over the death of your yeah. child the way you might start bringing it up. They start yeah. mentioning it to you. Everybody suddenly is in on this with you, you know, and it's, it was like, your thing and then all of a sudden you know everybody you talk to well i know that's you know blah 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 you know and a lot of people even use it as an excuse for some of the things that are going on with her but that's another story yeah yeah no yeah i totally agree with you on that and you know to kind of going back to your earlier point you know how you mentioned that you know even though this is a fictional story you know she puts her Laurel puts her feelings in there and kind of conveys them through this, you know, through this story. And I, you know, that's part of what makes her such a great writer. And, is, you know, not just great as like a casual term, but, you know, like a great writer is, you know, she's able to connect with because, you know, I've seen other reviews and everything like that. And so far, everybody that has read this has you know, felt that kind of emotional connection and being able to put yourself into something like that and connect with so many different people. Like to me, more than anything else, building those connections is what makes a great writer. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, because essentially what she's doing is she's um, kind of taking the essence of Laurel Hightower and distilling a good portion of it down into this story yeah you know if that makes any sense oh yeah totally you know and it comes through and because of that i mean literally every 
early reviewer and reader, you guys, has raved about this book. Most of them for the same damn reasons um, that we're talking about, you know, but many different reasons. The, the core of it is the, the main reason is because this is a book that you sit down, you open, you start reading, and then all of a sudden, it seems like a few minutes later, you're shaking your head in a daze and coming out the back end of it. Um, yeah. It's a fast read, easy single sitting read. Um, and people have just been, you know, four stars, five stars. It broke my heart. I love this story. I'll remember this story for, you know, a long, long time. It sticks with you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I have yet to, I'm sure it'll come. It always does, but I've yet to see a bad review for this thing or even a bad word for it. But the worst thing I've seen said about this book so far is four stars. Yeah. You know? I mean, honestly, and that, you know, that's as much as I could dredge up when I was thinking about it earlier. Okay, has anyone said anything critical? It's like, well, yeah, four fucking stars. What's wrong with you? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, and I think and I think, too, like this kind of all ties into the same thing. So maybe I'm repeating myself. But, you know, like for me personally, this story had such a huge impact too because i'm i I came to it you know through the eyes of a parent and you know i can relate to chris and i can relate to a lot of the emotions that laurel put in into this book but i don't think that you have to be a parent to you know feel those same feelings um but that's kind of that's kind of how i came to it you know was through the eyes of a parent and you know, it pretty much, it pretty much like realizes, you know, your, your greatest fears and, you know, part of it. And, you know, I think I've told this to Laurel in private, but I'll, I'll put it out here in, in, uh, in public and people might think I'm a weirdo, but it did break my heart. But I also found, you know, even though without saying what it is, the lengths that Chris goes through, like, I almost found it kind of like, I don't know, I, I can't even really put it in the words, like, beautiful, but it's not really beautiful because it's such, like, a, you know, a, it's such a visceral thing that she goes through. But, you know, just seeing that the love that was behind it. Yeah, and then, I mean, when you start getting down to the technical things, um, you start looking at... Uh, the characters characterizations are beautiful you believe these characters Mm -hmm. um you care deeply for these characters it's a big portion of why this book breaks your heart um and why why i believe you love it so much um and laurel's prose um without exception in everything i've read um is just pure poetry um, mm-hmm. she's, it's, it's con- concise and to the point, uh, she paints vivid imagery that you see in your mind's eye. Um, and as we've already beat to death, um, she builds emotion that you feel in your heart and your gut. Um, and that just those things, you know, along with incredible pacing, uh, just really drive this story for me, you know, um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I'm probably done gushing because Laurel's going to 
kick our asses. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, if you want a book that's going to punch you on a visceral level um, and that you're still going to be uh, – having to gasp and catch your breath three days later whenever you think about it um this is the one uh so far it is one of yeah. my top three recommendations of the year um and absolutely i'm not going to tell you what the other two are because we're talking about laurel's book right now so yeah yeah i uh I just want to reiterate what Shane said, you know, easily, easily my favorite novella and definitely one of just my top overall reads. And, you know, we we joke about Laurel kicking her ass, but, you know, even though she's, you know, a part of Ink Heist and our friend, you know, we were fans first and it, it, it was just amazing getting to read this, experience it. Um, you know, just, just a total stellar work. And just one last point I want to make because, you know, it is her anniversary. So let's throw it back to the first episode. I, I remember when we were talking to her and we asked her about uh, shorter fiction and she said she didn't, she didn't know if she could do shorter stuff. Well, Laurel, I have to say, you know, all your books are great, but the short stuff that you've been putting out lately has just been truly exceptional yeah yeah and i, I mean i could see the trepidation i mean because she's passed yeah. at least one book that's like six hundred thousand words um mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um yeah so, yeah she's she was she was and is prone and very good at writing very long fiction um that's well worth the time investment um because it doesn't feel like a time investment but yeah exactly. as it turns out as it turns out, um, John Taft saying just fucking do it is the best thing Laurel ever heard <laughs> as far as this book goes. Yeah. Um, so let me finish my part of this thing anyway by reiterating, yeah, we love you, Laurel. Um, this is – it's an honor to us that you are a member of our podcast um, and an even deeper honor that you are a member of our family and and such a good friend to us. Um, I couldn't imagine doing this without you. And uh, you guys are my family. Love you. Rich? Yeah. Yeah, I, did. Ab- I absolutely agree with you. I didn't know if... Uh, no, that's fine. If, I, uh, I, I just wasn't sure if you deserted me or not. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. So there you, you go, Laurel. Happy great. anniversary. Now we have an awkward silence, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't sure because you said that it was your uh, your closing parts. So I didn't know if I was supposed to say anything. Oh, no, I just meant that. After that, I was going to shut up because we're gushing now. Oh. <laughs> yep, disclaimer, uh, you're sitting there going... These guys are so biased. You can't trust their opinion. Um, number one, fuck yes, we're biased. Um, <laughs> but the reason for that isn't just because um, this person is so important to us. It's because she's a fucking great writer. Um, and, you know, I'll claim bias with any writer. I think that about to some degree. So, you know, there it is. Yeah, bias, but not untrue. Exactly. You said it perfectly. And, uh, 
yeah, like we said earlier too, you know, yeah, we are biased, but um, too, even even before we had her on the first time, we were blown away by uh, Whispers in the Dark. So yeah. yeah, we've we've been fans even before that, and um, yeah, this book this book is so good. Um, I hope people have already pre-ordered it, but like you said, if you haven't, I'm not going to steal your catchphrase, but uh, you know, go out and pre-order that and. I'm telling you guys, it's that it, you're gonna love it. Yep, um, I agree. And uh, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, as Rich said, if you haven't read Laurel Hightower's work, um, you need to unfuck that right away. And where you should start, in my opinion, is with Crossroads. 